0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of No One Is Listening. I'm one of your co hosts, Jen Shin, and with me is Steve. Steve, say hi. Hello. Um, so, today, with the elections less than a week away, um, we thought it would be appropriate to talk about politics and pop culture, and especially mm. how this year's election. Gives a lot of material to writers working in different spaces, in particular in comedy and late-night television.
1: Right. Um, So I thought we'd start off as we normally do, and giving like a historical background. And by historical, I mean like just for the amount of time that That we've we've been alive. alive. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So you know, Jen and I were discussing this, and I think um, you know, for like millennials, like people of in our generation, the first kind of. uh, exposure we had to like politics and, and interacting with late night uh, TV was uh, the daily show with John Stewart mm-hmm. and I think he's like famously I think is he socialist technically I oh he, hmm. I feel like he is I feel like he is um and he was kind of like that first voice that was, um, we'd always seen, like, impressions on, like, SNL, which we'll get into later, of, like, you know, Daryl Hammond doing Bill Clinton or, mm-hmm. um, you know, people like Jay Leno and David Letterman doing, like, political jokes, like, in their monologues, but I felt like The Daily Show was the first one that, like, kind of went all in mm-hmm. on politics, especially um, when it wasn't election season. You know, they kind of, I feel like, all year round, we're always had their finger on the pulse of, like, what was going on, not just, like, you know, every four years for, like, a month
0: Right, because something's always wrong, and something always needs fixing, not just an election year. But to counter that, um, I think they had their big years mm. during election, but okay. you're totally right. Like, The Daily Show is kind of also, I think, where a lot of people our age used to get news, which I yeah think absolutely. is... Um, great, I guess, but not really, because we should be getting news from, like, actual um, sources. But, yeah, I mean, I think The Daily Show played a lot um, in educating a lot of us about just some of the policies and politics and Mm -hmm. issues that... Um, we all sort of, you know, based. Yeah,
1: and I think, you know, we were talking um, about, like, the role that SNL played mm-hmm. in bringing uh, politics to, to pop culture. Um, I think, you know, Saturday Night Live has been one of those things where it was always uh, pretty pretty mainstream and it had. it's like, I feel like SNL in general has, like, highs and lows and has, like, seasons of, like, renaissance and yeah. stuff, but um, I think in terms of uh, politics, again, like, Will Ferrell had his George Bush. Daryl Hammond had his Bill Clinton. But it wasn't until, I feel like, uh, and you and I discussed, it wasn't until Tina Fey did Sarah Palin where yeah. it like went through the roof. Like, it went on a whole different level. And I think you and I were discussing and trying to figure out that I think uh, we can update with uh, Tina Fey and Seth Meyers and when she would do like the Sarah Palin impressions were the first time I'd ever seen them on um, primetime. TV, like mm. I, they it would they would just do it for like thirty minutes on like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, um,
0: during election years. During yeah. election years,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then of course, like you know, Daily Show, with John Stewart gave rise to the Colbert Report, you know, where he had his own show, um, playing you know, a super right wing character. Yeah, you know, pour one out for for Stephen Colbert, man, <laughs> having it having it tough. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of like the history behind it, where you know, it seems like. With every election, the characters involved or the people involved are, like, crazier and crazier. Yeah. And um, it crescendoed with this year. And so it makes sense that this year, like, politics is all over pop culture, you know. And uh, so let's just go right into it. The first thing we want to talk about was, um, you know, Saturday Night Live and their cold openings. Are they actually cold openings? They're cold openings. Okay.
0: They don't usually do the... Like political parodies and impressions and like during the remaining skits of the show, right, right. Um, but I think it's it's one of those things that like you want to start the show with something <clears throat> strong, right? Yeah um, what I thought was really interesting was um, I think Saturday Night Live, this season premiere was like, I don't know, earlier this month and it was like right after the first debate had happened. Yes. And yes. as the debate was hap- the first debate was happening, I saw so many tweets and people being like, I can't wait right. for Saturday Night Live to take this on. Yeah. And I think by this time it was already announced that they had cast Alec Baldwin to come oh, and that's like right, Play that's Trump. Right, that's right. And so it's kind of amazing to me, like you're watching something like a train wreck, play out in real life, but you're already looking forward to, like, how a show like Saturday Night Live is going to take that and, mm-hmm. like, make it even more ridiculous. Right. Which they did. So you were telling me that you watched all of the cold openings, yeah, like, today yeah. or whatever? Yeah, just to prep, I,
1: I re-watched... Um, some I rewatched some I watched for the first time, but all the cold openings for the debates. And it's crazy, because, like, with... Um, you know, like, SNL has become, like, an institution mm-hmm. now, and I think an institution that, you know, a lot of us take for granted, but in election season, it that's where, like, they are, um, like, in the limelight the most. Yeah. And so I watched these... Uh, yeah, that's really when it comes alive. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I, I watched these cold openings for the debates, and, man, like, they hit it out of the park, you know? Um Kate McKinnon is mm-hmm. that her name, right. Kate McKinnon and Alec Baldwin. I mean I was a little I mean Kate McKinnon I think is like supremely talented. Yeah. I've never seen uh Alec Baldwin do You've a Trump seen, imp- oh, okay. do a Trump yeah. impression yeah. and it was pretty good. It was really good. Um, um
0: who was playing him last season because it wasn't Alec Baldwin they have had oh someone playing and so they like really brought out the big gun yeah yeah for this. And I think that's how seriously like they are taking it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the commentary has been on point, but not just in the cold opens, but like in we can update mm-hmm. like two. Um so I feel like the writing and the impressions are sharper than ever, especially the skewering of one particular orange candidate. Yeah. Um, that I sometimes feel like they're almost trying to make up for the fact that they let Trump host last season, and oh, they've did received they received a lot of backlash. Like they, like people were boycotting SNL, um, and yeah, like to me, like I'm just like, oh, like, and so I think Trump himself has been like vocally. Um, on the fence about or voting. Oh, he, he
1: said he tweeted about it. Right? And like yeah. tweeting
0: that like SNL is like, you know, has been or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, you didn't say that like six months ago when right. you were actually hosting the show. Now you're just upset that they're making fun of you exactly. real hard. Um, but I mean, I am totally done with the debates. Like, I don't want, oh, I, like, God, they were I so we painful. Yeah. But I was kind of like, mm, I'm kind of sad because I really <laughs> love the cold
1: open <laughs> Yeah, I you know when I like watch, watching them all in a row it was Didn't you think the first one was like the best? No. Uh, you know what? I thought the town hall one was pretty good.
0: Oh, with Because
1: the- he's like walking around <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. um and I just think uh like watching it especially like all like in a row it's you notice little things like one is that Um, Kate McKinnon obviously is, like, saying things that Hillary has never said Mm -hmm. or, like, her inner monologue. Yeah, Like, like, they're, like, tongue-in-cheek jokes. They don't, like, they never attack Hillary's character. Right. They just, like, make fun of her a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, Trump's stuff, it's, like, a lot of what he says, like, a lot of what Alec Baldwin says, they're, like, direct quotes like they almost don't need yeah. to change a lot of what he yeah. says um for it to be funny right and the way and the ways in which they do make fun of him it's like it, there it's a lot of like character stuff like oh like look at how racist he is right. like look at how sexist yeah. he is. look at how like stupid he well not stupid that's not so much character anything but like look at how racist he is look at how sexist he is um look at how disgusting he is with Hillary, it's more like, oh, this is what she really thinks. You know, it's like making fun of the fact that she's like pretend trying to be human. Right. You know, or like yeah. trying to relate to people and it's like making fun of her. But that that was like a stark uh like detail that I noticed watching him like in a row and um what was it? The other one was that uh like Kate McKinnon is just she's on fire
0: she was she you know how she won the Emmy this yeah. year she's like the only Saturday Night Live cast member ever That's to crazy. have won an Emmy for um, for being on the show but when you see her like not not just as Hillary Clinton she's so good in like every yeah, freaking yeah. character that they give her um but yeah, she's kind of perfected the art of being Hillary Clinton. Yeah, her Ellen DeGeneres is pretty great. Her too. Ellen is good. Uh,
1: her her uh, Miley Cyrus. Oh my gosh. she's she's the one. No, that no, does no, 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 she's, no, not. No, she's That's not. I'm it, it's so, But the, Lilia does Miley. Miley's good. Does she do Bieber?
0: Yes, the Bieber, the Bieber and Bieber's, the Calvin Klein commercials are yeah, like the yeah. best. They're yeah. really good.
1: Um, and so I think it's it's tough. I never thought like anyone from SNL would do a better politician impression than, like, Tina Fey does Sarah Palin. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the the, the Sarah mm-hmm. Palin one is funnier, like, much funnier. Yeah. But this one's, like, pretty on point. Like, she gets a lot of it. Yeah. Like, on the money. Yeah. Um, and I think it also helps Tina that she, like, when they put her in character, she looks a lot like Palin. Right. But But McKinnon, I feel like it's, uh, it's, like, With Sarah Pena, it's a little more style. With McKinnon's Hillary, it's, like, a little more substance. Mm -hmm. Like, because even the way... Like, even what they... They made sure she was wearing the same outfit that, like, Hillary wore in the debates. Yeah. And it's just... Mm -hmm. I was just... Like, even when they come out, it's like I was cracking up. Um, But, yeah, I think it's crazy because it's, like, they... It's under the guise of, like, we make fun of both, but it if you, like, but are it's listening not, carefully. Exactly. It's not. Exactly.
0: Yeah. The caveat
1: is that, like, everyone we're going to talk about is left-leaning.
0: Yeah. So if right? you don't, like, if you, like, are not left-leaning, like, you might not even want to listen to the rest of this because. Not that
1: we are going to be Right, right. But, because like, everything that we're about to, like, it's is very like, biased. Yeah, everything else that we're going to be talking Media. about. Yeah. In general is, like, left-leaning, right? Um... And so, yeah, I mean, do you have any other thoughts on the, on the cold openings?
0: Uh, not on the cold openings, but uh, I think that SNL is, like, a really good platform, not just for straight impressions of presidential candidates. Mm. But, you know, mm-hmm. they can also kind of shed some light on, like, various things that are happening or issues that are happening. I, I wanted to talk about... Black Jeopardy? Is I was, gonna, you, I yeah. was just going to ask. I don't want to interrupt it?
1: you. I did not watch it, but I heard Tom Hanks was extremely good.
0: So the idea of Black Jeopardy is that there's always... Yeah, so explain that to me. So please. it's like, it's, <laughs> I guess it's the black version of Jeopardy, right? But there's always two can, two of the contestants are black and then one is white. Uh-huh. And when they've had this skit on in the past, it's always been like... You laugh at the white guy because he's so, like, out of touch and off base of, mm. like, the two black contestants, right? Here, already with the opening, Tom Hanks is playing this, like, I don't know, like, mm. how do I say this? Like like a hick, like a... Like a redneck? A redneck, he has a Make America Great Again hat oh, on. Oh, that is fantastic. So it's already set up for, for you to be like, oh, like, this." there's going to be conflict. Uh-huh. Except he starts answering these questions, and they're the same exact answers that, like, the black ladies, the black contestants would be answering, and they all, like, look at him like, huh, where did this guy come from? And so it's this idea that, like, maybe we have more in common than we mm. think, and it's coming from the least like, the person that you would least expect that you would have anything in common with. Right. And so it's just, like, this, like, subversive like, kind of thing that, like, um, I just thought it was the best sketch from that night. Oh, I'm going to have to watch it. And that. it's, it like, Tom Hanks is so good, and, like, the whole show was pretty good, but, like, you have
1: to watch it. All right, I'll watch that. I'll watch that. But um, do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah.
0: beyond the election, beyond these two presidential candidates, like like, they're touching upon things that, like, you know... Like are real things, mm. real issues. Mm. Um, so I
1: hope they continue to keep doing that. Yeah. You know, speaking of you know people doing impressions and trying to uh, like find similarities between people. Let's 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 transition to Colbert. Yes, right because we mentioned him before in terms of like the history of you know uh, politics and pop culture. Um, and so he left the Colbert Report on Comedy Central. Now it does. It's called the Late Show.
0: Yeah, late. He, the late show with Stephen Colbert, which he inherited from David, David Letterman,
1: mm-hmm. um, and so I we were talking, you know, uh, where is it offline? Um, I think we'd both read the same article where Colbert comes out and says, like, six months after taking the job, like I finally found my voice. And you had some really insightful things. Did I? I, I thought so. <laughs> yeah. You, you you mind sharing those?
0: I literally don't know what I said, but um, <laughs> I think in the beginning, like he, well, first of all.
1: Because he was trying to separate himself mm-hmm. as far as he could yes. from the Colbert character, right? Definitely.
0: So, actually, he just did an NPR uh, Fresh Air interview oh, where he like talks about how miserable he was the last couple of like years really? or months that he was Oh, doing that's right. That's right. Report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, even when he got this show, like, he inherited the show from David Letterman, like, I think people were like... Wait, but like that's not what he does. Like right. can he actually handle something? And like late night TV and especially that time slot of 11:30 is really interesting because it's 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 not supposed to be like political, right? You have like you have this like playground to like make make fun of people and like do your monologue of like jokes but like at the end of the day it's a platform for like celebrities or whatever whoever to come on and like hawk whatever they're in or like whatever product they're like you know promoting so so for him to like step into this role where he completely is supposed to not be political right like
1: just be a straight shooter and just
0: be a comedian. And be an interviewer, mm-hmm. I think, was really hard for him, and it showed because, like, the ratings. I mean, I think Letterman always was not like um didn't is not uh, compared to like the Fallon and the Leno. Yeah, Leno's right. um, the, the competition, like it, it like was always the second. But he was, like he
1: was rarely, if ever, number one.
0: Right, but I. I think you know CBS had maybe bet on like him coming and like injecting like sort of a new audience but I think people are fans of his because of his opinions about politics like politics and so to like not really get that I think confused a lot of people and I actually find him uh obviously like more substantial than the other hosts like you know, he has very engaging conversations with political leaders and, like, yeah. thought makers, whereas everybody is kind of, like, playing in that safe zone of, like, celebrities, exactly. right? So um, so I think it really was a struggle for him. And so I guess, like, what he's saying is, like, in the last six months, he's been finding his voice. And I think what that means is that he's been becoming more and more political and, like, and getting that out there. And it's, you know, he's done a couple of... Um, live shows Mm post-debate, and after election night, Showtime, which is also owned by CBS, his employer, like, they're letting him do a live, um, show post-election. Because they're
1: doing, like, actual news. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: so along with, like, you know, like, the Seth Meyers or whatever, like, he's, he's, like, I think he's, like, a political commentator comedian, right? He's not just, like... Someone who's like supposed to be like super family friendly, um, and I think his ratings have been improving as a result. Maybe but I think
1: especially the live ones. Right. I mean, anything anything is going to do better right. when you do it live. Yeah. I'm not in terms of like quality, but in terms of ratings, every anything will be better live. Um, but I think yeah, he's getting he's definitely getting bumped.
0: But this I election. also am like kind of nervous about it because. Hmm what happens after the election right like yeah and then also like i don't really think this is part of the job description that cbs hired him for so i think right. they really need to just like relook at him and like it's fine like if he feels like as a creator um creatively like he wants to pivot and like really be himself or whatever but if that's not what his employer Expected of him, then that's another
1: thing, right? Yeah, I mean, but we don't want to run into like another Conan problem where, like, you know, <sighs> like, no. you know, after we love Conan, yeah, but... after six months, like, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I th- I'm pretty sure, like, you know, you you alluded to, or is like Letterman was never number one. I'm hoping that they're in this for like the long haul, yeah, you know, yeah. um, and that they know this is going to have to be. I mean, they let Letterman. Letterman wasn't. It took him like years. I think the only time he was number one was when.
0: He had a uh, heart
1: attack and came back. No, no, no. When Leno left for the first time, oh, the first okay. time right, he and left. then he had to come back. Yeah, whatever. and he had to come back, and yeah. then Leno was never able to regain yeah. that audience. So mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm hoping that they'll be fine with it, and they'll let him find his footing. Yeah. Um, you know that leads us to uh, someone else that you mentioned, with which was Seth Meyers. I think. Well, he. He's obviously I love, not as I interesting as like Seth,
0: Seth Myers. But yeah, he's not. He's not as interesting yeah. as
1: Colbert, so we don't have as much to say. But, um, yeah, so my thoughts on, on Myers were, um, you know, Trump's been on Colbert. Trump's been on a few other shows, mm-hmm. but he hasn't been on Myers. Mm-hmm. And I think I know why. And you tell me what you think, which is, was it the. What was the dinner? The. The, uh,
0: correspondence, the correspondence, the White there. House correspondence, the dinner? one year where like
1: Trump announced that not even announced. I think there were just rumors that he might run. Was and this
0: earlier this year then, or was it last? No, year? No,
1: this was this is a long time ago. Okay. This is when he was still on SNL. Okay, and he destroyed Trump. And there's like a there's a video on YouTube and you can find it where Seth Trump Maid, sitting there. Trump just sitting there, not laughing. Yeah. Everyone is laughing yeah. and dying, and Trump is just sitting there, just like fuming. And yeah. I think that like. You know, yeah. like, yeah. yeah, rumor has it that, like, Trump is, like, a petty dude, and so it would make sense that he's not yeah. on it. The one thing I did like that—not the one thing, but, like, of the many things that, like, Seth Meyers um, is, like, I like about him is— uh, Do you see that one clip where he was talking specifically to Bernie bros? It was, like, Bernie or bust mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm. and he was, like, you got to get I don't off think your I watched, high horse. But... Yeah, he was, like, you have to get off your high horse, yeah. and it's, like— you know, it can't be Bernie right. or Bust. Yeah. You know, and so I, I, I like that yeah. a lot.
0: Yeah. Um he's so mm-hmm. smart. Like, you know, he was a head writer on SNL. He did yeah. weekend update for a really, really long time. And he's also had has said that like there's such a difference between the eleven thirty time slot and the twelve thirties mm-hmm. time slot that he can get away with doing whatever he wants to do. Oh, and so gotcha. you know He also, um, I think he started off his show doing his monologue standing and then he he switched over to sitting. Like, kind of like a weekend Weekend update style. style. Yeah. So, um, you know, I put him in sort of the same category as Stephen Colbert. Like, I think they're both really intelligent people who have a lot to say about the politics of the world.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, It's funny, you know, we talk about Colbert, Myers, and people that are intelligent. Let's move on to someone who may not be as intelligent. And I I don't think you think that. I think I'm the only one that thinks that. But let's talk about Jim Fallon. Sure. Right. Um, Are you a fan? I have never been a fan. I am not a fan. I am not excluding myself from ever being a fan. Mm -hmm. But as of right, like, I did not like him on SNL. Yeah. I thought he was, like, wildly overrated. Also,
0: he. He would break every time. You know what he, though? That's, I, I like that though. so endearing. I like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm just like, dude. Can you just get through one skit without like fracking up?
1: Yeah, I, I like when people, people break. break. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like that. I mean, uh, oh my god, I can't believe I can't think of his name right now. Who's the guy who did Stefan?
0: Oh, Bill Hader.
1: Bill Hader. Like I love mm-hmm, Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. I think he's. I and mean, this is we're like we're going off on a tangent but like he I think he's in like my top 2 like favorite SNL. Stop, castors.
0: really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I ha- I don't have an answer for that but like I don't have an answer for the top 2 but um, oh that's so surprising. I
1: think I think for me it's probably Phil Hartman and Bill Hader. Okay. All right. Um anyway, uh so I didn't like him on SNL. Mm-hmm. I um despise him on the Tonight Show. Okay. I absolutely despise him. Okay. I think he's so fake, I think He's you think he's
0: fake? Because I think he's just being himself.
1: And he's really? that goofy, think so?
0: like, okay. kind of you know silly what? kid.
1: You are totally correct. You're totally correct. Who puts on
0: correct. a suit and, like, you know, like, is just expected to, like, goof around for an hour.
1: Yeah. You know what? No, you're right. He's, I... In my hatred of him, Mm -hmm. I misspoke because I just wanted to say mean things. No, he's not fake. You're absolutely right. He's real. I just find him terribly annoying. Okay. And...
0: I don't find him funny if that makes you feel
1: better. It does, actually. A lot better. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's just that, like, his sense of humor, I... Like... Nothing about what he does stimulates me in any way. Like, doesn't stimulate mm-hmm. me intellectually. Mm-hmm. Doesn't stimulate me like um, comedically. Mm-hmm. Um, like, nothing about what he does I think is clever. It doesn't hit any of my my personal checkboxes. Right. You know, he's
0: basically the most family friendly you can get on an eleven thirty. He's the month. lowest common denominator. Yeah, yeah,
1: know? and totally. I think maybe that's why he's so popular. You know, yeah,
0: I think he has an every man, every day appeal. Right, that the other guys maybe don't have as much. Mm -hmm. So I think what we wanted to talk about, I think that the role that late-night TV plays and, like, the media's narrative of this election came to a boiling point last month when Trump was on Fallon. Do you want me to explain what happened? Mm -hmm. So he invited Trump on, and it was kind of, I think, the height of, like, maybe the... Maybe the scandal, the big... It
1: was... R- it, was it right before or it after? It was the day of. So they recorded oh, okay. at so it at like the middle of the matter. day yeah. and the scandal came out that evening. Right. And he was on later So that I think night. that probably
0: added to why people were so upset. But basically, Fallon didn't challenge Trump on anything. He basically anything. just came on like mess with his hair. Like literally asked him like, can I like mess up your hair? And then let this guy who... Has been like so awful get away with just another mundane, like late night talk show appearance, right? Um, you know, it, it he didn't hold his like words or his policies to a higher standard and but the show also, you know, like it didn't make Trump look any more likable or believable either, right? So like it just it didn't do anything for anybody,
1: right?
0: So I want you to tell me yeah.
1: why you're upset. Yeah. So like the reason I'm upset is because it's like I get it if you have someone on who like, you know, maybe people aren't a fan of people who's like a someone who's like a jerk, someone who's said something um, and like made a mistake. Like maybe they said something that they regret and you give like remember when uh, Kanye West right after the Taylor Swift thing went on Jay Leno's show. It was before he had to. It was before he came back to The Tonight Show. It was when he first left The Tonight Show, and they gave him, like, a 10 p.m. Oh, okay. show, yeah. right? Um, and so I he hate Jay Leno. I'm yeah. sorry. So he goes on, and, like, you give him a chance to, like, yeah. say something. I I get that. Yeah. But to take someone who said really terrible Crazy things, things yeah. and giving him a platform, mm-hmm. and, and I could understand, like... If you're like, oh, well, that's not, like, my job or whatever. Well, is, don't even put yourself in that position, man. Mm-hmm. Don't even let them on, okay. you know? Yeah. Um, and if you are, at least, like, I, I get it where, like, you know, these guys aren't, they're, they're not, like, crossfire yeah. or whatever. I, that was actually the worst example. Like, hardball. Yeah. They're not, like, hardball or, yeah. like, they're not um, these, like, political commentators and, like, interviewers or whatever. But, like, my favorite like example is when david letterman had trump on mm-hmm. years ago
0: mm-hmm. and before he was even running for anything. yeah before he was
1: yeah. running for anything and he was like making fun of him and he was like oh trump was like oh yeah you know products are so great mm-hmm. you know making fun of making fun of companies that send stuff to china mm-hmm. and then he was like oh we have some trump ties here right and he showed him and then like letterman looks at, him, he's like oh where is it made in where he he asks Trump, uh, trump's like hey where does it say it's made in trump goes made in China. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like you can do it while yeah. being funny yeah. and like not being too serious about it. But Fallon because I I don't yeah. know if it's I don't know if he's unwilling or incapable, but either way he didn't do anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's that's I don't know, that's my thing. But right. I, I so what do you say
0: so I am not a fan of Jimmy Fallon we established right. this right? right um play devil's advocate I will play devil's advocate now that I know what that means <laughs> I always get it confused so I totally get it I totally get why he got so much flack for this right mm-hmm. you have this guest on the show who is racist sexist mess, like just everything and but I also wonder that like I think that's kind of an unfair thing to put on his shoulders mm-hmm. Given the fact that his show is kind of like the type of comedy where it's like, everything is fun and awesome. Like, he doesn't pretend to be... Like the Lego movie? Yes. (laughs) He doesn't pretend to do comedy that serves to offend anyone, right? Like, he is just...
1: Oh, I see what... Okay.
0: Like, he is that guy you go to when you don't want any negativity in your life, right? Like, you go on that show to play, like, beer pong or, like race around in a go-kart or whatever and so i thought it was interesting because as i mentioned earlier um trump or saturday night live got a lot of flack for letting trump host earlier this year Mm -hmm. and even stephen colbert before he kind of had his like 180 like he also um had trump on his show and like in interviews that he's done recently has said that you know um he could have been harder and he let a lot of things slide. So why why is the Jimmy Fallon thing so much more amplified? Like, like the hatred that he's gotten for his treatment of Trump versus like the other two shows, which they essentially did the same thing. Um, when like Fallon has never indicated that like he is a political person, his show's political. Um, so I guess like, you know, even though I'm not a fan of his, like I did think that like, I found it a little bit unfair for, his, for yeah. him. Yeah, no, um, I understand. I don't know, but do you know what I mean? But like again, I'm not a fan, and I would have done things differently. And and. You're totally right. Like you have this guy who's saying all this like crazy like crap. Like why don't you ask him about a couple of things? Yeah,
1: it just I I, I totally get it. You are nothing you said is incorrect. Right. It's just that my thing is like yeah. why even no, put I yourself in that position? Yeah, I get it. You know? Yeah. Um, why even put yourself in a position? to be um, it's crazy called ratings. Like that? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, oh, you know oh. why don't we move on to someone who um, is in a similar position. But for a different reason, who's getting some flack? Uh, but for a, a little, yeah. a little bit different reason. Maybe it's because the shadow he's mm-hmm. uh, under, is that the phrase? No, his the shoes he's trying to fill are yeah. a little too big yeah. for him. Yeah, right. Um, I think
0: you can make a shadow analogy, but I, I can't forget think of what it. the phrase yeah, is. Yeah, yeah.
1: Right? It, it's I'm forgetting it. But it's so Trevor Noah mm-hmm. and the Daily Show, mm-hmm. right? And uh, you mentioned to me, and I didn't know this that. The ratings are down forty percent.
0: That's something right? that I read. I'm not really sure that that's true, okay. but the ratings are definitely Ra- they're down, definitely down. And I don't think people at Comedy Central are happy about it. Yeah,
1: which is interesting because I watched mm-hmm. the first few and I thought he was fine. I still really like. I still, I
0: really liked yeah, I still watched yeah. some of the
1: YouTube clips, yeah. um, and I mean, and that says a lot about how we ingest yeah totally the But um, I think he's been doing well. But uh, I don't know. What do you what do you think about how would you grade him?
0: Um listen. So I think that
1: And is it just because he's not John Stewart? Is that yeah, just it?
0: Yeah. So speaking of somebody who also has unfair things put on his shoulders mm. um in a way that's even more than maybe like like Colbert inheriting Letterman's show. Yes. That's pretty legendary yes, as well. Because yes. Let- Letterman was on the air for like 30 years. Yeah. But it's, like a the, it's a different set of responsibilities he's inheriting right and it's a different set of responsibilities that he inherited during election year yes. which is supposed to be the meat of what shows like the daily show are for right like you get ev- you get so much material for like a good year as like the primaries are happening yeah. as these all of these things are happening and he just hasn't like touched I don't know. He just hasn't set anything on fire. And I think maybe there's, like, a couple of segments here and there that, like, are viral and, like, you've watched or whatever. But I don't know. I just... Mm, I feel like maybe, though. So, like, I feel like when you think of Jon Stewart, like, he operated on this, like, righteous anger mm-hmm. that bordered on, like... It was, like, it was very, like, exasperated. Like, he was always exasperated with something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Trevor Noah is not an American, so already he's bringing in an outsider perspective. And for him, it's not exasperation, it's like confusion and befuddlement.
1: Oh, that's good. Because...
0: He's just like, I mean, like, what's going on here, right? Why would you be like like, that? But he's not saying it from an insider, like, oh, God, like, look where we are. It's literally, like, I literally don't understand what you Americans are doing. And, and like, I'm making it sound, like, really mean. Like, that's not how he's doing it, but that's the tone. That's his point of view. Because of where he comes from in his background. And I think that works, but it's never going to be the Jon Stewart brand of The Daily Show if you are already bringing in someone whose worldviews, and perspective is like completely different, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that having this like outsider perspective is 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 funny, but maybe it's not then the right place for him. Like the daily some an institution like the Daily Show is the right place for that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I just wish he would strike a more like accord with more people, mm-hmm. and I like because I really think he's smart and I think he's funny and I think he's talented and I just think he's drowning in these, like, unrealistic expectations.
1: Man, you know, that's that's interesting. I know we said we were going to talk about someone else next, but the way you're talking about Noah, which I think you're hitting every beat, very insightful. Some I didn't even realize. I think you can contrast it with, with someone else, which is someone who someone else who is... Not an American, someone else who came from The Daily Show, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, yeah. seems to be succeeding. That's mm-hmm. that's John Oliver, yeah. right? Is yeah. it,
0: But I also have theories about that. It,
1: okay, so yeah. so let's go with this. so so Trevor. No, I think we can agree. We are both fans of his. Yeah. Um, I I I don't know if I call myself a fan, but I appreciate him. and I yes. think he's very good. Yeah, and he's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> and he does, I like, can't say anything about Like... So
0: he just rolls his eyes.
1: No, I don't. No, I don't roll my eyes. No, it's just that, just like, like oh. I can't be like me too. You know, <laughs> um, I and mean, he's a handsome man. Yeah, yeah he, he, is, is. Uh, he is. Yeah, uh, I also think he's talented. Yeah. great, funny, yeah. smart. Um, but for whatever reason, it, like you said, he's just missing the mark. For yeah. whatever reason, yeah. I think you hit on Some all those it. reasons. But then what? then what is it about John Oliver where I feel like he's doing great?
0: Yeah, okay, so I thought I had the answer to this, but I don't because I realized that John Stewart also, before he left the show, took a summer hiatus to direct his movie called oh, Rosewater or something. Oh, wait, wasn't
1: that... That was Stewart, right? Yes, yeah, that was John Stewart left yeah, the
0: show before he actually exactly, left the show. Exactly, um, So he took a hiatus, and then John Oliver filled in, right. and people loved him, and that's that led him to be on this HBO show now, right? So maybe my my reasons for thinking, uh, m- maybe my reasons for why I think he's so successful on the HBO show is different. But to me, I think, like, the format of his show is a little bit different, right? That's like, true, that's true. He's once a week. So he can he can pick and choose whatever he wants to talk about and, like, actually delve into it. Yeah, yeah. And then if you actually watch his show, I think it's, like, divided into, like, three segments. Um, there's a main segment, and then there's, like, like two shorter like things and the two shorter things usually have to do with the like the actual candidates in the election that's about to happen um and then the main thing that he talks about or the main thing that he goes into are actually like issues that like people don't know a lot about you know like net neutrality Flint water poisoning um charter schools so it's not he's he don't don't get me wrong he did that whole segment about um Donald Trump and, like, changing his name to, like, Donald Trump. Trump, yeah. Um, and that was, like, a main segment. But his his thing is a little bit different because I feel that's, like he okay. delves into, like, not just, like, politics, but, like, about, like, policy and, like, lawmaking that's gone awry. Yeah. And I think that's what it kind of sets him apart. Um,
1: I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think uh, those are... Those are points that I hadn't even thought of. He's also to be
0: really angry.
1: He th- and Trevor I, Noah's
0: not yeah. angry.
1: you know, you you mentioned that like that like righteous anger yeah. that like um, John Stewart has, and John Oliver has that, and yeah. I, maybe it's the fact that like he can literally say whatever he wants on HBO, mm-hmm. but he, oh yeah, he curses like, like he forever. and like he doesn't curse for the sake of cursing, yeah. but like when. It's like ridiculous, like, and a lot of times that ridiculousness is correlated with Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. He goes off, and there there are certain um, segments that he does where I've I've watched the one where he's talking about like Paul Ryan and John McCain and other Republicans um, disavowing Trump in lieu of the the Billy Bush tapes Mm -hmm. and like roasting not just Donald Mm -hmm. Trump but the Republicans too. And I I watched that multiple, I've watched it at least a dozen times. You know? Um, Because it's so
0: good. It's
1: so good. And a lot of his stuff, and I think, you're right, I think there's a certain pressure where um, when you're filming, like when you have to do four a week like the Daily Show does and the other late night shows are either four or five a week. Mm -hmm. I think most of them do four a week and even if they air five times a week, they do the Thursday-Friday shows back-to-back mm. on Thursday, um, where they have to... It's a quick turnaround. You know, it's, they they are at the mercy of, like, a 24-hour news cycle where if something happens on Monday, they can't do that segment on right. Thursday, yeah. you know? Um, so I guess the degree of difficulty is higher, yeah. and I think that's why Oliver chose the HBO show over... Um, what is it? The Daily Show, because they offered it to him first, yeah. you know, and he said no. Right. Um, when like HBO came with the offer, so yeah, like you said, he gets to really de- like a lot of his segments aren't like they're not superficial. Like no. it's like his crew have like done a lot of homework. Like there's the one where I think uh, the one that uh, resonated with me a lot was they were they were discussing I think it was like retirement mm-hmm. and like uh, investment funds mm. and how it's like a ripoff mm-hmm. and. They did that fake commercial? The fake commercial, yeah, with yeah. what's that guy's name? Billy? Some? Oh, well, it, it doesn't matter. But you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, And it's like I think it started because his crew had a presentation, um, had like something like HR presented. Came in, HR presented came in and, and did benefits, like it presented yeah. their benefits, and they looked at it and they were like, "This what is, is this? this is this garbage. Yeah. Like this is a scam." Yeah. And then they turned that into a segment. Yeah. So there's a lot more research, right? That goes into it. Yeah, me, like, that's when, you, why.
0: when you look at his YouTube clips, like they're like 12 to 17 yeah. minutes long. They're not even like the five minutes. Even yeah. the
1: mini ones yeah, are
0: like super long. Are like, yeah.
1: you know, like at least six to nine minutes, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess he's angry. Yeah, he's angry. He has a lot more at his disposal mm-hmm. because he only has to go once a week yeah. um so i guess that's why he's has been but i don't
0: know i don't know maybe it is maybe it isn't but, but i
1: feel like even still like okay so maybe that excellence he has on you know last week tonight wouldn't you he wouldn't be able to maintain on the daily show but i feel like he'd be doing better than noah that's the only yeah.
0: thing yeah no i completely you know? agree um i don't know i just i feel bad for, for noah yeah yeah totally yeah it's, it's not really his fault I don't think I don't know maybe maybe we're wrong and he could be doing better but it's it's also him right it's yeah. his brand it's his and so he's making The Daily Show like his but like people for are, better or worse right, right? and people don't want to be a part of that so yeah. I don't know
1: um the last one we mm-hmm. want to talk about was this is someone you'll have to yeah. like, educate yeah. me on. I haven't watched any of her segments, oh, but so but I do see like the links pop up. Yeah, I've just never uh, like clicked on it. But uh, Samantha B. Samantha B. is the other what?
0: righteously angry comedian. Oh, is she as well? Uh huh. Okay. That's um, that's an alum of the Daily Show. So yo, Daily Show man, just cranking out totally. like monsters. Totally. Um, so TBS offered the show and um, I think that she said that she took it because she like there's no other female comedians doing this on late night TV right she is so good especially when she's like railing like she like goes off and she talks fast and it's just like amazing right but um For me, like, she provides a unique voice that is missing from this Mm, all-boys
1: club, right? mm -hmm. So,
0: like, yeah, like, people like John Oliver or whoever can, like, I don't know, talk about the sexism that, like, Hillary faces, or, like, um, I remember she did this whole thing about, like, you know, like, um, there's this whole thing with, like, rape test kits that have gone missing in, like, certain states, or, like, they're not even, like... But, like, you can't have a man... I mean, yeah. you can, but it's just not the same. It'll, right? it'll
1: never hit the it same. It's never
0: going to be powerful, right? Coming from any other white dude in the business. Sorry, Trevor Noah and you. Um And so, like, she actually has turned like evisceration <laughs> into an art form. Like when, like, I, you know, I'm going to go back and like look for a clip, and I'm going to send it to you. Because please do, she's please do. So good at being so angry, and she's not like angry white woman, right? Like. But she also has this quality that I like, which is, like, um, like sometimes she'll go out and do, like, field reporting, right? So, like, during the both conventions, like, she took a bus around. Like, the bus had her writers on it, and, like, it had her face on the thing. And, like, you see her going to these, like, conventions and, like, talking to people. And she's, like, actually listening to people. Hmm. Actually, you know what's a really interesting um, clip? This past week, she—well, first of all, she interviewed Barack Obama. Hmm and um at one point like made him laugh so hard like he was like grinning like a little kid like i thought it was really cute but she actually traveled to russia to interview these like trolls this, in, these internet trolls to see like why they do what they do with all this talk about like russians like you uh-huh. know like um and it's just like really really interesting but like yeah like she i, I don't know like she has this like she can be really angry, but then she's also, like, kind of, like, can also be the biting voice of reason, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I think, I mean, I just really, really like her. And I also think that the once a week.
1: Like, oh, she once a week? Mm-hmm, she's on Mondays at 10
0: o'clock or whatever, like, also works for her. So, maybe that is the way to go. Maybe, um, yeah. Because you get to kind of delve into the topic that you want to delve into and, like, have, like, 22 minutes or whatever to, like, do it. But yeah, I think you should start watching her.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, and I think it's really telling that like, um, I see a lot more commercials for Samantha B than I do for Conan. Mm-hmm. Now I think they, mm. you know, TBS really thought that, you know, because TNT is like the drama mm-hmm. and TBS is like the the comedy, and they thought they'd find a face for TBS with um, with Conan, and I think they've found a face with like Samantha B. Yeah, and you know, hopefully they have the balls to like stick with it because like you know i mean this shouldn't even be a thing but unfortunately it is which is like oh can the face of your channel be like a female mm-hmm. uh and the answer is yeah you just have to like have the balls to do it but yeah. so hopefully they they yeah. stick it they stick through with i it. think they will i think
0: she generates enough ratings and buzz for tps yeah yeah
1: okay cool um do you have anything else before we hit the break uh
0: no i guess i guess um like when we first started talking about this and we wanted to see like if we wanted to talk a little bit about like politics and like, like TV shows or like movies, right? Not just like late night, but yeah, like yeah. as we were talking but like about fiction, it. like fiction, right? Right. Um, I, think, I think because of where we are in this point in time and like how real time, like we wanted to talk a little bit more about how, like real time um, fodder, like bleeding into like, you know, pop culture, which then was late-night TV because those are the people who are, like, actually reacting to it. Mm-hmm. Um, See, so yeah, I don't know if you wanted to say anything about, like, the TV shows that you watch that are, like, political or anything.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the, the the two, or not the two, but, like, the one famous one, right, is The West Wing. Mm-hmm, right? Which
0: and, I, you didn't watch, right? No, I did don't, you watch it? No, but it's on my Netflix queue.
1: I feel like we were too young
0: Yeah. for that, right? but people love, and I really want to watch it.
1: I mean, I've, I've heard it's good, but I heard it's like a romanticized version yeah, of, obviously. Um, yeah. of it. It's like the ideal version yeah. of, like, Washington. And then, uh, let's see, the other one is, like, House mm-hmm. of Cards, mm-hmm. right? Which is... Uh, like, people, not uh, a
0: romanticized version. Yeah,
1: exactly, right? Like, the darkest timeline version <laughs> of it. And then the funniest version is, like, Veep, mm-hmm. right? And I, I've heard, like, on different podcasts um, where people say, like, politicians in Washington, they... They uh, they think they're in House of Cards, but they act like they're in Veep, right? Like just unbeknownst to them, they they are more Veep than House of. They wish they were in House of Cards. They pretend like it, but in actuality, they're in. They act like they're Veep, right? You know.
0: The other thing is like the opposite of what's happening in late night TV like all this like political landscape is like giving so much material for like these like late night people right that's a good but point but like yeah, yeah. Um, but for people who are actually working on shows that like yeah. are set in like the political landscape like they're like crap like we have to throw out storylines because it just feels too close to like what we've been like you know plotting out or whatever um, the other thing I want to say is like did you ever watch par- Do you ever watch Parks and Recreation you know
1: what I, I tried that first nope. few episodes but skip season one that's what see, that's what people have been telling me they skip say go straight to one. season yeah. two yeah. right yeah.
0: yeah um but you know it's about like a city council woman mm-hmm. who's played by amy poehler um who's like this overachieving like whatever but she's like so endearing even though she's like kind of crazy mm-hmm. um but there's an episode called the debate where she's running for city council um against um this like rich inarticulate like entitled guy played by uh, Paul Rudd (laughs) and it like has so many echoes of like the actual debates that like happened except Paul Rudd's character is just like entitled and like kind of dumb not like this like crazy egomaniac of real life but it it was really really funny to me like thinking back on it like oh god like (laughs) this is all coming true
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean I think we've seen that We've heard that sentiment a lot, which is, like, oh, this joke that we made, this skit white that we did, this mm-hmm. episode that we did, like, wow, this is, like, actually yeah, happening. it's crazy. You know? Yeah. It, it absolutely is. Yeah. I think it just goes to show that, and even the fact that, like, a lot of these showrunners or writers are saying, like, oh, this storyline that we had planned, we can't do, because it mm-hmm. would, it would look like we were just parodying real life. Yeah. Like, that's how crazy it's yeah. gotten, you know? Um all right cool uh why don't we take a break here and then we'll come back with our obsessions of the week so we'll be back soon hey guys we're back um and so let's go ahead and delve into our obsessions of the week um jen why don't you go first what is your obsession of the week
0: uh, so I have been very pleasantly surprised with the slate of new shows on um, TV, Agreed. right? Agreed.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so you know, Steve and I have talked at length about Atlanta, and if we could talk about Atlanta more, we totally would. I, but, I wish I could talk about it every day. But since our podcast is not called
1: Atlanta, Atlanta, the Atlanta Cast, yeah. <laughs> or like
0: no one is listening, colon Atlanta, uh,
1: Atlanta.
0: <laughs> Um we will move on. So my other favorite show this season uh, is This Is Us. Hmm. and it got a lot of buzz before the premiere because the trailer like got like the most um what YouTube plays on? so it's on NBC so okay. but when they had released the trailer on YouTube like it like, it was, like I don't know like 30 million or something like something really? crazy right hmm. because it like had all these like elements of like heart tugging like whatever so it's an ense- it's an ensemble like drama um and it's like the guy who wrote um, Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, like, okay. Created it. So I think. Is that the one with Steve Carell? Mm hmm. Okay. And Ryan
1: Gosling. Gosling,
0: not Reynolds, and Emma Stone. Yeah. Um, so I love the cast. You'll be happy with the cast. So. Okay. I mean, one of the people. So Sterling <laughs> K. Brown is in it.
1: Oh, sick! Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And then it's um and then it's Mandy Moore, who I love what? from the nineties. Yeah, she's back. And um Milo Ventimiglia. Oh, that guy from Heroes. The guy from Heroes, the guy from Gilmore Girls, and then it's like um, a bunch of other people whose names I don't know, but they're actually also really good. Okay. So in the beginning. So Milo and Mandy play a married couple who okay. are pregnant with triplets. Whoa! And then and then um, there's two characters who play siblings. One is an actor on a big time like TV show, and then or twins, I should say. And then the, his twin sister is like this like super overweight like girl who plays his, uh, who is his manager, but like is like constantly struggling with her weight because she's like legit obese Mm -hmm. and then there's sterling k brown who plays a guy who um is looking for his birth father Mm. because he was adopted and that's kind of the pilot and at the end of the pilot i mean am i allowed to give it away because like it it, premiered like on september 20th so like okay so it turns out they're all connected and the way that they're connected is um Milo's character and Mandy Moore's character, the couple with the trip like who are pregnant with the triplets, they actually end up losing a triplet and so they at the hospital they come home with twins, but then they adopt a um, a third son who was left at the hospital by like a deadbeat dad. So actually their character. They're in the 70s, and then the twins and then Sterling K. Brown are the triplets that have grown up into adults. So the idea is that they're all playing people of the same age. So you get flashbacks of um, the parents who were at that, like, I don't know, 30-something. And then in present day, Sterling K. Brown and then the two white twins are, like, siblings, and they play the same age as what their parents were when the show opened. So that was the, like, plot twist that, like, Whoa. blew everybody's mind. And then every episode kind of ends with an interesting, not as dramatic as that right. plot twist, but, it, like, it ends with, like, a different kind of plot twist. But it reminds me a lot of, like, Parenthood and just, like, this, like, oh, man. like family kind of drama. Does it make you
1: cry as much as Parenthood?
0: Mm, a little bit, yeah. Damn. Yeah, so it's so good, and it actually has lived up to its, um... The hype that was around it, so I really, really like it. Um, and then, oh, can I? Oh, no, you know what? This is a spoiler, so I can't do it. No, but. tell me because I want to know. So, in at the end of one of the episodes, um, so Sterling K. Brown's character, he's married with kids, um, and his his mom comes to visit him, Mandy Moore's character, but it's like he like, tells his kids, like, oh, your grandparents are here. And then the door opens, and it's Mandy Moore, but it's not Milo Fenton. Whoa. Yeah, so, like, then, like, it was, like, then it was, like, oh, then what happens to Milo's character? And then the episode after that, like, it reveals that, like, he actually had died earlier. So he's, like, you know. He's not even on the show in present, anymore? No, in present, oh, in present day, he's, like, day, he's, he's dead. Um, and the flashbacks are mm-hmm, still there. Mm-hmm. But, like, um... They put like aging, like they age Mandy more, and like it's believable, but it's also not
1: because you know (laughs)
0: she's thirty and like she's playing like a Is She only thirty. She's yeah, she's like thirty one, thirty two. Um, she's definitely my age or younger.
1: No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She our
0: age. Yeah, my age. Uh. We are not the same age, but we, are we can the keep same having this like, conversation. Whatever. We're whatever. the same age. Whatever. Oh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it just got real contentious. <laughs> yeah, she's 32. Um, she was born in 84.
1: Okay, so, oh, so I only, think it's so good. On, like, only 700 days older than I am. Oh, God. Get if out that, of here. Get out of here.
0: Um, I think it's such a good show, and we'll see where it goes from here, but just everything is so good, and Sterling K. Brown is like. Why did we not know him before? I don't
1: before. Yeah, OJ, I don't yeah. know. Did you know him before, Oj? No, yeah, me neither. And now I'm just he's like great. obsessed with him. Um, okay, so that was it. Cool. My obsession of the week is um, it's this uh, UK TV show that aired uh, overseas for the first two seasons, um, and the third season is been has been produced by Netflix. And it's called Black Mirror. Yes.
0: I'm raising my hand. Yes. I have a question. You have a question, yes. So it was it cancelled?
1: I don't I don't in think the UK so. Or... so. So the thing is it's it's like Sherlock and a lot of these other like limited series where Oh
0: like The Office, the British version yeah. only had like two seasons
1: or... it, Oh well not not so much in that they only had so it's an <laughs> well I'll start off by saying that. it's an anthology series. Okay. We
0: love anthology. Yeah.
1: And so each episode Is its own thing It's in its own universe Mm -hmm. Like it does No two episodes Have the same cast In it It's And they're not in the same world Like each episode It's like the twilight uh, Zone Is Mm -hmm. that what it's called Mm -hmm. It's like the twilight zone Where each episode is like Unique to itself And there's no Nothing bleeds over Right Um, And each episode Is I believe Like anywhere from Like an hour It's around an hour Um each episode. Even and there's the only,
0: ones that are, like, even, all of the shows, all, right? so Yeah, all the episodes hours, are about an hour.
1: Okay. Um, and the first two seasons only had three episodes each.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. So there's only six there's episodes? There's only six
1: episodes, but season three has six episodes by itself. Okay, so they commissioned them in total. for There's 12 in total. Because uh, they commissioned, uh, Netflix commissioned... Uh, Black Mirror for uh, six episodes for season three. And all of them are streaming. Mm-hmm. You can find all of them. So yeah, the first... On Netflix. Two, on Netflix. The first two seasons, there's only six episodes. Yeah. Um, but they're like an hour
0: and a
1: half? I, I think they're an hour, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, And you can watch them in any order because, it again, right. it's not chronological. Nothing's it, connected. Nothing is connected. Each one is its own. Is it scary? <sighs> there are moments of terror in some of the episodes okay. yes because they're all each episode is the worst case scenario in different ways for our society mm-hmm. right and, and what Black Mirror the title what that alludes to is um, our obsession with technology like mm-hmm. TV computers phones like they they're, there's black sc- they're black mm-hmm. screens when you mm-hmm. turn them off And so it's an allusion to, oh, when you look at it, you're looking at a black mirror, Mm -hmm. right? I use that all the time.
0: Really? I use my phone screen all the time as a mirror. But the screen's black, so I'm not getting a true picture. Oh, I thought you meant like you
1: use that phrase. Oh, no. Like black mirror a lot. Okay. Um, I guess I should know. (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, I've only. Here's the only thing you can't watch the episode more than once. It's like impossible. It's so dark. It's so dark. And, you know, it's like. The UK version of shows and the US version of shows, like you can always tell the difference between like because like the UK always ends on like such a downer, mm-hmm. and it's like there's it doesn't end with like hope at the end. Yeah. There's no redemption. It's right. just like sadness Everyone and died. yeah, and like <laughs> they just reveal how the sadness happened at the end. Um, and so for um, Black Mirror, the you should start with the very first episode because
0: <clears throat> of the series
1: of the series because it does the best job of, like, setting you up for the rest of the episode. In terms of, like, expectations.
0: Okay.
1: It, it Like, the build-up is slowest in the first one. The other ones, like, some of the episodes have no build-up, and it just drops you straight into dystopia. Okay. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, like, it reveals stuff little at a time, but, like, there's no setup. Whereas this one, the the very first one, that's the only one I would say, just make sure you watch that Okay. first. And then the other ones you can just watch out of order. Um, And, man, it... So it's my session of the week, and out of, guess how many episodes I've seen out of the six
0: new on ones. Netflix? On Netflix?
1: I guess. Like six? I've only, I could only get through one.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, we're basing this on the one, but then you watched the six. Oh, I watched the original so six, but I'm
1: saying of the new yeah, season, yeah, yeah. I've only watched one episode. Which
0: one did you watch?
1: Oh, the first, the first one. Uh, it's got a, oh, Dallas Bryce Howard Oh, okay And yeah. she's in it Yeah um, And it was written, I think By Rashida Jones and Mike Sure, The guy who did
0: Yeah, I know, love Mike, sure. yeah. Um, Mike Schur Yeah Mike Sure is slowly becoming like um, Like the Shonda Rhimes of NBC
1: Oh, that's really That's a really good point Yeah, yeah That's yeah. a really good analogy um, And so I could only make it through one. And even then, I had to pause it and Wikipedia to see how it ends because I couldn't take...
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Um, When I'm like too... I know I'm too invested in something where I'm like, you know, I have to pause this. I can't handle the suspense. It's too much. I have to see how this ends, so I can, like, mentally and emotionally yeah, prepare myself. Yeah, I wiki
0: things all the time, like movies. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. People are like, why are you watching it then? I'm just like, I need to prepare myself. Like, yeah. I want to know, like, how it plays out to the thing that, like, it said it would. But, like, I need to know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so, I'm... Oh, sorry. So, oh, no, that's no. not your foot. Um, yeah, I uh, I, I could only make it through one. Okay. And I plan on watching another one, maybe even tonight, but it's, it's so... <laughs> hard
0: okay but you're upset but it's
1: so good like i don't it's one of those things where it's like sometimes i'll watch a movie and if it's like too intense like i'm thinking of like Requiem for a dream Mm. for me it's like
0: so good so so good but
1: i would never watch watch it would never watch it again and part of me kind of regrets having watched it to begin with oh
0: really a little bit Mm
1: -hmm. a little bit with these i never regret watching it i'm just like but i never
0: that's how i feel about the night of
1: what? I feel like so I could watch dark that. It's and,
0: like, <laughs> I don't know why I that. Um, I just, like, it's just, it's not, like.
1: I feel like I could happy. watch it again.
0: It's not happy. You stuff.
1: know, you know, you know what it is? I feel like The Night Of, though, is so educational about the criminal justice system mm-hmm. that I would watch it again. Almost for, like, I don't want to say inspiration. That That's too, like. I don't know, that's too silly, but...
0: For inspiration of what? what to do when you get convicted, like, or, when you get jail. Or, like,
1: or... remind me, like, why I am and should be outraged. Yeah, okay. You know? And, you know, with Black Mirror, that's actually... I hadn't connected the dots, but Black Mirror is the same thing where, like, it reminds you, like, how it's possible to lose your humanity mm-hmm. in the face of, like, vast technological advances mm. that we're in the midst of. and yeah. I'm sure we'll face, you know, when as like you know more things come out um so it it, there is a parallel in that too so i don't know (laughs) i I think it's really good i thoroughly enjoy every time i watch it it's just such a it's not a grind because a grind is when like i don't want to do it but it's so it takes such an emotional toll where um when they when they put on netflix i have certain ones that i i have like an order of like rankings of like my favorite ones mm-hmm. from the first two seasons. Mm-hmm. But no matter how much I love it, I could never go back and watch it again. It's, it's just too it's too intense. Okay. It takes too much of a toll.
0: Let's have a follow up discussion.
1: Yes when oh, you watched it. Oh my god. You don't yeah, start with the first two okay, seasons and and we'll talk about it. they
0: So I can't you don't you don't recommend that I delve into the netflix
1: ones i first. no you i would just start with the very first okay. one right okay. and then you can go straight into okay. the netflix ones if you want to that's fine okay. you know i yeah watch it in any order you want.
0: um i assume that the uk version like just has like uk actors or is that a wrong assumption
1: you know what that's a that's a really interesting thing yes the and UK then I one. feel
0: like the third Netflix series, like with Dallas Bryce Howard, and like there's other people in it that I recognize more.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I think Mackenzie Davis <laughs> is in one of the episodes, and even the oh, I'm sorry, they have a seventh episode. What is it? The Christmas, the Christmas special. The Christmas
0: special. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, that's up, but like how? <laughs> okay, because usually the Christmas specials are like. You know when I think of the Office Christmas special and like the Downton Abbey Christmas special, like romantical things happen in those. Like yeah. I can't imagine that happening in. Black no, not hair. definitely okay. not
1: romantical. It, but John John Ham is in it.
0: Okay, done. <laughs>
1: um, the Christmas special I thought was, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to say whether when I thought it was good or not. We'll discuss later. Okay. But we'll we'll follow with this. But yeah, um, watching any order
0: okay. you like. All right. Um,
1: that is my solution week, and hopefully I can make it through a second episode because I still have five left. <laughs> All right, that's it. Um, uh,
0: yeah, I guess we're done. Make sure to go vote.
1: Yeah, please make sure to go Although vote. If you haven't registered,
0: uh, oh, like it's, it's too, too late, late. Man. Yeah, but hopefully you registered. Yeah,
1: hopefully you registered. Uh, please go vote. Um, check out uh, this is us on NBC. Check out Black Mirror on Netflix. Uh, please review, rate, subscribe on iTunes. And just a reminder that uh, we'll be doing the Facebook Live. Um, sometime in the, is future, the this in the, is
0: episode twenty one so four in four episodes is this twenty right? no twenty one no
1: oh, we I'll double check yeah. I'll double check but um you know the twenty fifth episode one year anniversary we're gonna do a Facebook Live so uh, we'll post more details on that surely in the next few episodes I'm sure we'll try to get a date down yeah um yeah you know why don't we yeah we'll take it offline but we'll maybe project. And, um, yeah, just be on the lookout for that. And so, yeah, we'll see you next time, guys. So take care. Want to say bye?
0: Bye, guys.